What do you mean this isn't working for you? I pressed the phone against my ear, waiting for a response, but all I got was dead air. This, I hissed at no one, this works for everyone. Not once in my nine-month history with the service had I failed to get a guy to drop his inhibitions and his pants within 30 seconds. Who the hell did this Ethan Monroe think he was anyway? I threw down the phone, stomped into the kitchen, flapping my hands to fling off the insult, and grabbed my ledger. Ethan Monroe, I wrote. One minute and 18 seconds. Waste of time. There was a Teflon sponge by the kitchen sink. Without thinking, I snatched it, turned the water to hot, and began scrubbing myself fingertips to elbow like a surgeon. How could he have hung up on me? What did he expect? He didn't give me a chance to make this work. Thankfully, the phone rang again and stopped me just short of scraping myself raw. My grandmother's smile immediately tugged at the corners of my mouth, the smile she always told me to wear during times of unpleasantness. It spread across my face and worked its magic, subduing the growing anxiety that had begun to snake its way through my core. Good morning, I said slowly, using my best British accent and forcing Ethan Monroe out of my head. This is Heather. With whom do I have the pleasure? My breathing went shallow and my heartbeat quickened. I sauntered into the living room and lay back on the beige love seat reserved for talking to clients. My blonde, wavy hair fell loosely over the rounded armrest. I hit the phone's timer and licked my lips. Any last memory of Ethan evaporated. At least for the moment. I had to get my British on. Hi, Mommy. It's Stevie. I've been really, really bad, said a grown man, feeling miserably at imitating a little boy. I hoped he didn't want me to change his diaper. But then again, would that really be so bad? I stretched out, making myself comfortable. How have you been naughty? I asked. Well, he sniffed, you were making pee-pee and I watched through the door. I'm sorry, Mommy, I couldn't help it. Stevie, 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 I scolded him. And let me get this straight. While I was in the loo, you peeked through the keyhole and watched as I slowly lowered my knickers? Uh-huh, I did, he panted. This guy was probably a senator. Indeed, you were naughty, I said. Now you're going to have to pay for it. With a caller like this one, I had the freedom to keep him on the phone for as long as I wanted, literally making him pay for whatever urological fixations he may have. Oh, Mommy. I'll tell you when I'm ready, you little wanker. I loved my British accent. It gave me license to use fantastic words like wanker or bugger or arse. Don't you dare touch yourself until I get all my facts straight. I put one arm behind my head and crossed my ankles. So, Stevie, you watched me sit down with my legs slightly spread, and you were able to see my mommy pots peeking out, while I let a warm stream of pee trickle down between my legs? I heard garbled moans and other unintelligible primate sounds on the other end of the line. Is that right? Yes, Mommy. I'm sorry, he said with the most pathetic faux remorse I'd ever heard. I bet you wanted to crawl over and lick the inside of my thighs, cleaning up whatever mess I may have left. Is that right? I wondered if I voted for Senator Stevie in the last election. 
You know, young man, you're a sick pervert. Do you have any idea what happens to sick perverts? What? what? He groaned. I put on my best angry Mary Poppins voice and told him. For ten minutes, I let loose with every scenario that came to mind, beginning with an unseemly placement of my talking parrot-headed parasol, imagining it squawking something vile like, It's dark in here! And ending with Stevie chest down, butt up with his face in a spoonful of sugar, and my high-heeled boot pressed into his back.